This week on Cinematic Sound Radio. We're going to destroy him. Thanks for having us. Let's go, let's go. Ta-da! Where are the horsemen? Want to know what all this has been leading to? The greatest magic trick ever created. Brian Tyler returns to the world of magic with Now You See Me Too. I led Overwatch for 20 years. People used to call me a hero. Those were the good old days. They didn't last. Blizzard Entertainment and their team of composers combine traditional orchestral music and electronics to create the unique sound for the video game Overwatch. Are you with me? And in our darkest hour, before my final rhyme, she will come back home to Wonderland and turn back the hands of time. Time is a heat. It's a race against time for composer Danny Elfman as he returns to the world of Underland with Alice Through the Looking Glass. I see 20 or 30 girls come in here every day, mostly from small towns with big dreams. And they're all good. You, you're going to be great. Cliff Martinez writes a sleazy score to the Neon Demon. It's the Halloween parade, bro. It's like the one night of the year where we fit in. Get back here. What part of moving the shadows don't you understand? And Steve Jablonski joins the heroes in the half shell with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadow. I've never seen anything like this before. My name is Eric Woods, and you'll hear all of this and more on the film, television, and video game music radio show, Cinematic Sound, which begins now. on the web since 1996. This is Cinematic Sound. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cinematic Sound Radio. The show can be heard in various different forms and locations. You can listen live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on WROCK Radio at WROCKRadio.com. You can stream the show on demand at CinematicSound.net. Download the show via iTunes or listen to us at PodTyrant.com. We have a ton of new releases to play for you today, as well as some old-school favorites like Raiders of the Lost Ark by John Williams. That'll be our John Williams album of the week. Our re-recording and film music vault selection will be James Horner's Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Up first, however, is new music from the pen of Brian Tyler. And we're going to be playing his brand-new score to Now You See Me 2. The film takes place one year after The Horseman outwitted the FBI, and they actually win the public's adulation with their Robin Hood-style magic spectacles. These illusionists then resurface for a comeback performance in hopes of exposing the unethical practices 
of a tech magnate. The man behind their vanishing act is none other than Walter Mabry, played by Daniel Radcliffe, a tech prodigy who threatens the horsemen into pulling off their most impossible heist yet. The score for the film was composed by Brian Tyler, who supplied an entertaining score for the film last year, a very uneven movie where the writers and directors really didn't know what the tone of the film was going to be. And even though Brian Tyler wrote an entertaining score that plays fantastic on its own, it really didn't fit the film itself. For this new film, and I've yet to see the movie, the score that Brian Tyler composed is a groovy score with an old-school orchestral feel behind it with a big band sound, yet still has a modern edge to it. It also has a magical, wistful quality while still being grounded with real emotions. At times, the music reflects the music of China, where much of the film takes place while nodding to the jazz influences of the West. For such a lengthy album, this one goes by in no time. I'm sure you'll be wanting to hit the repeat button when this ends, just so you can get back to the top of the album to hear one of the tracks of the year. It's a new three-minute fanfare that's one of the best orchestrated pieces that Brian Tyler has ever written. This is an ambitious, addictive, funky, exciting score. And it's a real fantastic follow-up to the original. And now music from Now You See Me Too with original score composed, conducted, and performed in some places by Brian Tyler.
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to Now You See Me Too, with original score composed and conducted by Brian Tyler. And the original soundtrack recording is available on Verez Serband Records. On the air and streaming on the web since 1996, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Eric Woods. Up next is our John Williams album of the week, and we can play none other than Raiders of the Lost Ark on the show this week, as on June 12th, Raiders of the Lost Ark turned 35 years old. Now, just to let you know, I'm not going to go into just how brilliant this score is and how both film and score are my favorites of all time. No, I'm actually just going to request that you just pay attention for a minute to the orchestrations in one of the greatest action pieces of all time, and that's the Desert Chase. I've played this piece millions of times, and I'm sure you've heard it a bunch of times as well. However, if this is your first time hearing it, I really want you to pay attention to how Williams orchestrates the piece and how different it is to the wall of noise action cues we get these days in summer blockbusters. Remember, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a summer blockbuster. It won the box office in 1981. And it's not just a blockbuster. It also garnered a a whole bunch of Academy Award nominations, including one for Best Picture. Back to the desert chase. While the piece opens big with heroic fanfares and Indy's theme blaring away as he chases down the Nazis to capture the Ark of the Covenant, it's when Indy finally commits to engaging the enemy by first galloping his horse down a rocky hill to meet up with the Nazis' caravan, does the music change. And what Williams does is basically strips everything away with a brief pause after another statement of Indiana Jones' theme. And then Williams lets only the tuba, horns, and a snare set the pace. I mean, could you imagine an action piece these days utilizing only horns, snare, and a tuba? I mean, listen to that again. A tuba. The strings eventually come in, but they are joining the rhythm section. The tuba is still setting the pace. And then there are moments where only one section of the orchestra is playing at a time. Williams also utilizes call-and-response techniques in this piece to great effect. But rarely does the entire orchestra come together and play along in this pulse-pounding action cue. The sparse orchestrations lets the music breathe and actually helps the music to be noticed in the movie as well. And even at the halfway mark, where Williams introduces us to a slow burn of the Indiana Jones rhythm as Indy is thrown off the truck and has to climb underneath it only to get back into the driver's seat and steal the Ark once more from the Nazis, it's more about the tension of the scene than writing frenetic complex action material that really makes this scene work. It's a masterclass in action scoring, clear and coherent ideas, a spacious recording, by Eric Tomlinson. It's just fantastic stuff. And just listen to the last statement of Indy's theme in this piece. It's horns and strings. Modern day composers, you can still write epic, large scaled action cues without throwing everything into the mix, including the kitchen sink. Think about peeling back the layers a bit 
Learn from the Master, folks. Here is Raiders of the Lost Ark by John Williams.
suite of music from the original motion picture soundtrack to Raiders of the Lost Ark, which came out 35 years ago on June 12, 1981. And the selection that we played for you come from the DCC Compact Discs release, an album I still think is one of the very best soundtrack albums of all time. Bringing you the very best of original music composed for films, television, and video games, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. My name is Eric Woods, and I'm your host. I hope you're enjoying today's program. Up next is our video game selection of the week, and it comes from a brand new video game score, which is scored by a whole host of composers. I'll introduce them to you in just a moment. The game is called Overwatch. It's a multiplayer first-person shooter video game, which was developed and published by Blizzard Entertainment. Overwatch puts players into two teams of six, with each player selecting one of several predefined hero characters with unique movements, attributes, and skills. These heroes are divided into four classes, attack, defense, tank, and support. Players on a team work together to secure and defend control points on a map and or escort a payload across the map in a limited amount of time. Players gain cosmic rewards, such as character skins and victory poses, as they continue to play in matches. The original score for the game was written by Derek Duke, Neil Acri, Chris Velasco, and Sam Cardin. But the major highlights of the score, at least for me, were written by Sam Cardin and Neil Ackery. Now, this is Blizzard's first new franchise in over 20 years. So when they were setting out to search for its musical identity, they wanted to get to the core of what Overwatch is. Since the game brings together heroes and villains from across the globe, they sought to draw upon an expansive range of sounds and instruments, that represent the diversity of Earth. The heroes needed timeless melodies, so that's more traditional orchestral. And this new world is actually populated by more than just humans. There are a great many omnics, or robots, struggling to live in harmony with them, and the music reflects that. The score is a mix of old-school-sounding traditional orchestral adventure scoring with modern electronic techno elements, that represent the robots, and when these elements come together, they work really, really well. And now I'm pleased to present music from Derek Duke, Neil Ackery, Chris Velasco, and Sam Cardin. This is their music from the new video game Overwatch, which is available on Azeroth Music. <laughs> Thank you. 
and streaming on the web since 1996, this is Cinematic Sound. the opening cue from the new film Warcraft with original score composed by Raman Javadi and the original soundtrack recording is available on Backlot Music. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. My name is Eric Woods and I'm your host and this is the show dedicated to the music of film, television and video games. I really hope you're enjoying today's show. Welcome to our second hour of the program. Up next is music from the Alice in Wonderland sequel called Alice Through the Looking Glass, which was directed by James Bobbin. The film stars Johnny Depp, Anne Hathaway, Mia Wasikowska, Helen Bonham Carter, and Sasha Baron Cohen. And it features the voices of Stephen Fry, Michael Sheen, Timothy Spall, and Alan Rickman in his final film role. The film tells a story about Alice coming across a magical looking glass that takes her back to Underland and finds that the Mad Hatter is acting madder than usual and wants to discover the truth about his family. Alice then travels through time and comes across friends and enemies at different points of their lives and embarks on a race to save the Hatter before time runs out. Returning for the sequel was composer Danny Elfman, who crafted one of the greatest themes of his career for the first film, simply called Alice's Theme. The new score that Danny Elfman wrote is uh, full of crazy, frenetic action, much more so than the first film. The big new theme is for time in the film, which was actually a secondary motif from the first film, and it developed into the central main theme for this new film. This is basically Danny Elfman exploring Russian music, Russian Prokofiev-styled music. There's also a new theme for Alice's childhood, 
And the Hatter's theme, which was used in the first film, gets much more development in this second film. And the original Alice theme, like what Danny Elfman does with a majority of his themes for sequel scores, goes through many creative developments. The variations are absolutely superb. This is a really, really entertaining score, an inspiring score by Danny Elfman. This is Alice Through the Looking Glass.
music from Alice Through the Looking Glass, with original score composed by Danny Elfman, and the original soundtrack recording is available on Walt Disney Records. You're listening to Cinematic Sound with your host, Eric Woods. Welcome back to the program. My name is Eric Woods. I'm your host. And thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying today's program. Up next is some interesting electronic music. And it comes from the film called The Neon Demon. A story about an aspiring model, Jessie, played by Ella Fanning, who moved to Los Angeles to chase her dreams. Her youth and vitality are devoured by a group of beauty-obsessed women who will take any means necessary to get what she does. The film also stars Keanu Reeves and Christina Hendricks. The film is the third collaboration between composer Cliff Martinez and director Nicholas Winding Refn. The other films they worked on was The Superb Drive and Only God Forgives. Perhaps it's because of his time in the punk scene that Cliff Martinez's approach to scoring this film is non-traditional. His scores tend towards being stark and sparse, utilizing a modern tonal palette to paint the backdrop for films that are often very dark and psychological stories. Now, I usually hate it for some reason. This just grinds my gears when people call film scores groovy, even though they're, they have no groove whatsoever. But this score certainly is at, at certain moments. It also feels rather dirty and raunchy, almost kind of like music that would be heard in the darkest, strangest, nastiest nightclubs you could find. There's also an airy quality to the music, which is rather magical, sparkly, and dreamlike. For those that don't like electronic music and want something a little more traditional, then this one isn't for you. But for me, I really dug this album, and I'm not a big Electronica fan myself. I, I, I appreciate the music. And there's a, a good chunk of Electronica in my collection. And, I, and I'm not the biggest fan of Cliff Martinez as well, but uh, I really, really, really did dig this album. I have no idea how it works in... The movie as a film score, but as a 70-minute album, it's an electronica, atmospheric, really uh, kind of an out-of-this-world delight. And I really hope you enjoy the selections I have for you right now. Now, what we're going to play for you are three selections from the soundtrack album. And we're going to open up with a cue by Cliff Martinez. Then we're going to get into a track about three and a half minutes in called The Demon Dance. It's a six-minute track, which is credited to Julian Winding. And then we get into a couple more cues from composer Cliff Martinez. I really like The Demon Dance a lot, so uh, I hope you do as well. And now selections from the original motion picture soundtrack to The Neon Demon. Thank you. 
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to The Neon Demon with original score composed by Cliff Martinez. And also in there you heard uh, a selection from Julian Winding called The Demon Dance. And the original soundtrack recording is available on Milan Records. The very best of original music composed for films, television, and video games. This is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. Up next is new music from composer Steve Jablonski. Steve Jablonski. Steve Jablonski. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that guy. And this film is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, directed by David Green. It's the sequel to the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stars Megan Fox and Will Arnett. Now, when it was announced that Jonathan Liebesman wasn't directing the sequel, he directed the first movie, many felt that it would be only inevitable that composer Brian Tyler would be replaced as the score composer as well. This is unfortunate because Tyler created arguably one of the strongest scores of his career, a career-defining action score that was one of my favorites in 2014. Joseph Trapanese's name was also thrown around a bit when David Green was announced as director, who worked with the composer on Earth to Echo, but ultimately Michael Bay's longtime collaborator on the Transformers film, Steve Jablonski, got the gig. Bay, of course, acting as executive producer on these Ninja Turtle films. Jablonski's score is uh, basically a downgrade from Tyler's 
extraordinary efforts uh, with a a new theme that resembles more of Jablonski's own Transformers work than Tyler's Ninja Turtles, which is just, again, this is something that just bugs, bugs the hell out of me. I don't understand why there is this trend of not following musical continuity from one film to another. Sometimes it works, and you'll find out in our next election why it does work from Star Trek The Motion Picture to Star Trek to The Wrath of Khan. But nowadays, especially with comic book movies, when a new composer is brought on, all the previous themes are just thrown out. So that's the case here. The score by Jablonski is... For me, another functional, everyday, string ostinato, low horn, basic chord progression, power anthem heavy, trailer music sounding film score that really has no identity whatsoever. Even the trumpets playing the score's main theme seems like an afterthought. The only worthy cue out of all of this is a fun arrangement of Chuck Lorre's original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon theme song, but even that seemed a bit half-hearted. So, uh, I actually put this out onto Twitter. Which one did you want to hear? Warcraft or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows on the program? Most of you picked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, hey folks, this is what you get. This is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows by Steve Jablonski.
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, with original score composed by Steve Jablonski, and the original soundtrack recording is available on Paramount Entertainment. We've sadly come to the end of yet another edition of Cinematic Sound Radio. I want to thank everybody at WROCK Radio at WROCKRadio.com for helping me get this show on the WROCK airwaves. We're also on the Pod Tyrant network of podcasts. And thanks to everyone at Pod Tyrant for all of their support. Feel free to reach out to Cinematic Sound Radio by emailing me at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. Don't forget to visit cinematicsound.net to hear an archived version of this show and years of previous programming as well. We're also on iTunes, and if you have a request or an album that you'd like to hear, please email me at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. I also want to thank Tim Burden for lending his voice for all the stingers and bumpers you heard during the program, and of course, composer David Cosina for writing Cinematic Sound Radio's intro music. Our last score selection comes from Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. This is our re-recording and film music vault selection all mashed together. The film was released on June 4th, 1982, and most proclaim it, including myself, to be the best Star Trek film ever made. The original score for the film is composed by James Horner. He was brought in when Jerry Goldsmith, uh, well, his price was a little too steep for the now budget-conscious second film of the Star Trek film series. So the young James Horner was brought in and composed what would be the best Star Trek score, if not only for Goldsmith's original score for Star Trek The Motion Picture. This is a nautical symphony full of sweeping themes, high-octane action, and genuine teary-eyed emotion, especially during Spock's selfless act of heroism at the end of the film. What we're going to play for you right now comes from an album called Symphonic Star Trek. Now, just to let you know that these two tracks were actually on Star Trek's 2 the difference between these two tracks, um, for some reason, they're actually separated here on Star on Symphonic Star Trek, which was a compilation of Star Trek music all the way up to Star Trek Generations. But what also is unique about this is that Leonard Nimoy's narration uh, during the epilogue has actually been stripped out. Not that I don't like it, but I'd rather hear the music and hear the uh, the dialogue over top of the epilogue. So, for Symphonic Star Trek, they took out Nimoy's voiceover, and what we're left with are the epilogue and end credits and just the Cincinnati Pops Orchestra in all of their glory. They really, really do a great job with this performance, and they are, of course, conducted by the late Eric Kunzel, and Symphonic Star Trek is available on Telarc Records. This is a bit of a taste of what's going to be coming up in the next few weeks here on Cinematic Sound Radio as we're going to be dedicating the show to the music of James Horner, who sadly and tragically passed away a year ago this month. And what we're going to do here on Cinematic Sound Radio is we are going to send a couple of different shows to different networks. So since we've already produced the James Horner a tribute show last year, we're going to allow the people at W Rock Radio and at Pod Tyrant, uh, who haven't heard the show, they're going to get a chance to premiere that show on their networks 
Here at Cinematic Sound Radio and on iTunes, we're going to be featuring two brand new James Horner shows. What I'm planning on doing right now are some of the smaller, not so well-known James Horner scores. We presented uh, my favorite James Horner scores last year. So if you're interested in hearing the James Horner tribute from last year, it's archived at cinematicsound.net. And for listeners at wrockradio.com and Pod Tyrant, you're going to get a chance to hear that show as well over the course of the next two weeks. And if you're interested in the new James Horner programming, then you're going to have to tune in at cinematicsound.net and on iTunes. I hope I made that clear. Uh, if not, then just check out the website or the shows next week, and I'll go over it all over again. With that being said, here now is Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan by James Horner featuring conductor Eric Kunzel in the Cincinnati Pops Orchestra. I want to thank you very much for joining me this week. I really hope you enjoyed today's program. And we'll see you next time.